0: Week one in the NFL is over. It was interesting. It was fascinating. But I would say a lot of teams and fan bases are disappointed after week one. What do we do with that disappointment? How do teams respond to the disappointment from week one? And how does this relate to life and faith and the disappointment that we deal with day to day? Let's unpack it. This is the Unpacking It Podcast, where we relate big sports stories to life and biblical truths. Our mission is to challenge, encourage, and inspire you to follow Jesus and become more like Him with sports conversations that truly matter. That's what I'm talking about! Coming to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, I just want to thank you guys one last time for being here. It's the best day ever. Here is the president of Unpacking It Ministries, Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack parallels, metaphors, and topics in sports that relate to life and faith. I'm Bryce Johnson, joined by Luke Heaton. On today's episode, we are unpacking week one in the NFL. Half the teams won, half the teams lost. And those teams that lost, many of them are very disappointed with how their team played. I know it's just one game, but disappointment was found around the league, especially for us as fans. I'm a Panthers fan. As you can imagine, I'm disappointed after week one. But we'll get into all of the different storylines from the, the first weekend in the NFL and, and relate it to our, our own kind of day to day life and, and the, the disappointments that we face at work with, with family. Uh, personally, you, you, we can all relate to, to that in, in some way. Before we do that, I encourage you to check out our website, unpackingit.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to our weekday devotional. It goes out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Same topics we talk about here on the podcast are in written form, and so kind of get two different perspectives. Uh, we, we get to unpack it in a different way on the podcast, but, but encourage you to read those, uh, and you can subscribe and forward it, pass it to, to some friends so that they can subscribe as well. Uh, thanks, everybody that listens to the podcast. On social media, you may catch a few minutes of the show uh, on Facebook or Twitter, uh, but we encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube page. You can see clips of the show. Uh, You can also watch the full episode. And then also we're we're found everywhere podcasts are. So so check us out on Apple and Spotify. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review. Uh, Greatly appreciate that. Uh, We are brought to you by Sugar Creek Coffee. Sugarcreekcoffee.com. At Sugar Creek Coffee Roasters, they specialize in handcrafted, small-batch, artisan-roasted coffee. It is delicious. And big announcement today, they will be at the 8th Annual Unpacking It Golf Tournament presented by Strategic Planning Corporation. They will be serving hot coffee. It'll be delicious. That's right. We've got our golf tournament coming up here in Charlotte uh, on October 23rd. Really excited about that. And glad to have Sugar Creek back with us out there getting us started uh, for what will be, Lord willing, a wonderful day of golf. Beautiful day, we're, we're praying for, of course. And uh, and so, uh, if, you, if you haven't had the Sugar Creek coffee yet, I encourage you to order your own at sugarcreekcoffee.com and use the promo code UNPACK. Uh, that's sugarcreekcoffee.com, promo code UNPACK. And uh, for those of you that will be out at the golf tournament, you can enjoy. Uh, some of that as well, uh, right before we play some golf. So there you go. Well, Luke, always excited when the football season begins. And this this happens every year where the momentum builds, the excitement, the hope, it's all there. You, you You think, hey, maybe this is the year our team gets over the hump. We make the playoffs. We go to the Super Bowl. And then week one hits. And all of a sudden, you go, wait a second. We don't have any good wide receivers. Oh no, our offensive line is horrendous. Oh no, we can't stop the run. Uh-oh. What kind of coaching staff is this? And we we end up drawing some conclusions and all that. And, and it is just one game. But we also learned a lot from week one. And I would say of all the teams, even the ones that won, like I feel like Miami's probably pretty excited after week one. Mm-hmm. Um uh, the, the 49ers. Probably they dominated the Steelers. Yeah. But even some of the teams that won, there's a certain level of disappointment. But especially the majority of the teams that lost are really disappointed in their performance. I mean, I think about the Steelers. I mean, are you oh. kidding me? That was embarrassing at home. The Minnesota Vikings losing oh. to the Bucks at home. And then we'll start with Luke here. The New York Giants. On national TV, the buildup, the Giants, the Cowboys, NFC East, wrap up week one or the Sunday, and they they, they lay a goose egg, mm-hmm. get dominated by your Cowboys 40 to nothing. Talk about disappointment in New York. That was uh, fantastic to see. But to your point,
1: <laughs> we're still not really Cowboy sure. Uh, we're, we're not really sure what the Cowboys are. We know their defense is fantastic. Uh, one of, One of my buddies – Uh, Cowboys defense and special teams single-handedly won himself a fantasy week. It it, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, But the Cowboys offense had to do, had to do nothing. Now we've talked about this before. How does an NFL franchise score zero points? Unacceptable. You can't, you can't get to the opposing 35 yard line. I mean, they did. Gano had an egregious missed field goal right after uh, he signed signed a huge
0: contract. Yeah.
1: (laughs) True. Bad timing. Um, Yeah. I think another team, the Bengals, it has to be oh. so discouraging. Now, I know Burrow's probably not necessarily 100%, but still. Oh. It was a
0: disappointing lackluster effort. And for it to be a divisional
1: game, too. Uh, that's just that's just a, a, a really disappointing look. Uh, the Bills have to be extremely disappointed losing to the Jets after an Aaron, Aaron Rodgers injury. I mean, or, uh, Zach Wilson led Jets. Two years in a row, the Bills have lost to a Zach Wilson led Jets. And well, you got to start looking in the mirror. So, I mean, wild opening weekend we were talking before the show. Maybe I say this every year, but this year particularly feels so many shocking developments already. I'm confused in many regards on what teams are going to be like teams that I thought were going to play really well. Now I'm pumping the brakes a little bit. Other teams look really good after I, I had question marks going in. I, there's a lot of uh, a lot of unknown
0: that has surprised me so far. It's, it's only one game and we know that. And so, of course, it's overreaction and, and all that kind of thing after after week one. But, yeah, I mean, going in, it was like, no, nah, the Steelers, they should have a pretty good offense this year. But maybe San Francisco's defense is just that good. Mm-hmm. We thought Washington would take a step forward this year that often despite the win. That was ugly. They got to be uh, disappointed in that in that showing. Feels like a Arizona.
1: loss playing Arizona that closely. Oh. Feels, it feels was, like a feels like a loss.
0: And then you know, I think even Jacksonville in their win, there was some disappointment because they didn't play great. Indy actually played pretty well there, even despite the loss. Maybe Indy is one of the the teams that feels decent after after yeah. week one. And then there uh, some, some hope progress Saints, there.
1: That game was just a loss for the fans who were in attendance oh. there. Field goal fest. Oof. I was I was with my uncle on Sunday. And he, he's a big Saints fan. He was texting guys that were at the game, and it, it was just miserable being there. It's That's an ugly one. And there's no excitement whatsoever at this game.
0: No, and yeah, I think the Saints, they can feel good about the win, but yeah, they're disappointed that they weren't able to score more touchdowns. And, and then I think it's going to be a long season for the Titans and with Tannehill, so they're very disappointed. Yeah. Um, I guess they look on the bench and go, all right, Will, Malik, one of you guys, come on, somebody's got to step up here. yeah, but but well, all all of the disappointment that we saw on Sunday, and there was some disappointment on Thursday because Travis Kelsey was injured. But yeah. the Chiefs will be fine. they'll be, they'll be right. fine. yeah, but but Monday night, there there gets nothing more disappointing than that for New York Jets fans and all of the hype, all of the optimism, the hope with Aaron Rodgers, and for that to go away just a few plays in Mm -hmm. for him to be out of that game. And, you know, we're recording this Tuesday morning. And so we haven't gotten the final word, but all indications are Aaron Rodgers is done with, you know, the injury Achilles and it's just, it's, it's not, not, not good. So imagine the disappointment. I mean, you could see it on the faces of jets fans last night, but then they somehow got the win. I mean, it was just remarkable, (laughs) a disaster of a, of a game for them. Yet it somehow ends well because their defense and special teams and also Brees Hall, so that's exciting for them. But the yep. disappointment
1: of, of Rogers is... Yeah. Uh, Robert Sala already has been turned into a meme with just, uh, just a still face of no way this just happened. But uh, then to see how the game ended, unbelievable. The game starts with utter disappointment for Jets fans, but then the game ends with a hard-knocks hero makes the team... Game-winning punt return for a touchdown. Robert Salas running down the sideline to the end zone. Uh, Your boy, Chris Daughtry. So, uh, ended in a great way. Now, I know we're talking about Jets-Bills here, but did we mention the disappointment of Bears fans Uh, against the Packers?
0: That was disappointing. They still can't
1: beat the Packers. (sighs) Oh, I mean, that yikes. was kind
0: of one the Bears needed to win to set the tone for the season. That 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 was unfortunate. To set the
1: tone for, we're in a new era of Bears-Packers. Yep. Like no more Favre, no more Rodgers. Oh, but Jordan Love's still going to beat him pretty badly.
0: So Green Bay's got to feel pretty good following the oh, weekend. Yeah. But they also wanted Aaron Rodgers to be healthy and play this year, so they get a first round pick. But yeah they're still they're happy about the the Oh, I didn't even have. think about that. Oh yeah. Wow. And, yeah, implications They're in a second a second rounder now, but oh. um the other team that the other shock this was probably the most shocking game to me was Seattle getting dominated by the Rams.
1: With the Rams Cooper who Duff. have n-
0: no weapons. <laughs> at, least <laughs> at least on we paper. We didn't think we didn't think. We didn't With, think. Yes. Their yeah. young players uh Atwell and uh Nuka Nuka um Puka Puka. Puka. Maybe Puka, something Nuka. like that. Yeah, he's they were both incredible. So, yeah. uh but but you got to think the Seahawks are disappointed. They thought, "Hey, we'll pick up where we left off." Yeah. And wait, we're not going to beat the Rams? Matthew <laughs> Stafford might actually be okay. I mean, they ran the yeah. ball a good bit too, but um but no, Stafford looked great actually. I mean, yeah, he got, both those guys had had big days. A lot, a lot of throws for him. Mm-hmm. Um and then of course, the other big game, everybody was all you know, the anticipation of Sean Payton coming to Denver to rescue Russell Wilson and the Broncos they did not look. It was the same thing as last year. It was the exact the exact same thing. You can't get in the end zone. You can't pull it out down 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 the stretch, and you lose by one to the Raiders. That was that was bad. Jimmy G, all he does is win. That, that, <laughs> True, that third team that's probably we. That game today. showed
1: us two common denominators. Something's wrong with Russell Wilson at quarterback, and Jimmy G wins no matter what
0: the situation is. <laughs> It's unbelievable. It is. No, it's 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 truly remarkable for him. Um, and then also, you know, I, I'm real high on the L.A. Chargers this year, but that was disappointing. Once again, I know Miami's good. And, and when they're rolling and they're healthy, Tyree yeah. Kill, unstoppable. But come yeah. on, Chargers. That was at home. You got to win that game. Yeah. They're, they're, that's more of the same as last year, too, losing close games. Didn't. Miami, they came out of the gate strong last year, week one, if I remember. Tua had like another huge game. They're great. They're great in September. So we'll we'll see. We'll see how this continues. But they're that great September team. Mm -hmm. And and then, you know, even the Eagles are disappointed despite their win because they didn't their offense got off to a slow start. Yeah. Well, they got off to a fast start. They were up 16 0. But overall, Mm -hmm. game one, not what they expected it to be. Yeah. So um and then, yeah, you look at the the, the rookie quarterbacks. You know, the the, the Texans, Colts, Panthers, uh, all new head coaches. Disappointing not to get that first win for them uh, with the new era. Yeah, but uh, you know, I, I think for me as a Panthers fan, I'm most disappointed. Uh, Bryce Young played the worst of those three.
1: It's only yeah. one game,
0: but that was dis- that was discouraging and disappointing uh, for me. That's for sure. Especially yeah. my namesake. Come on, Bryce. Get it together, <laughs> man. Right. Let's go. I know the Texans about what we expected. Yeah, it it was, but
1: disappointing for Bryce young. What was one touchdown, two picks your boy Thielen,
0: no action. It was, he was a little banged up, a little banged up, but it's, uh, it's one game, but it was again, against Atlanta. You'd like to play a little bit better, especially make up for last year. Atlanta knocked us out of the playoffs. So, um, so I was disappointed. Disappointing start for, for Panthers fans, but, The bottom line in in this whole conversation is we look across the NFL. Half the league woke up with wins, half losses. And and so, yeah, you're disappointed when you don't win. And then when you're early in the season, too, this is always the case. Most offenses aren't rocking and rolling yet. We'll Mm -hmm. give it a few weeks unless you're the Dolphins. They just were go. (laughs) They're uh, they're 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 lighting it up. But but for the most part, yeah, lots of disappointment. Will the Bengals turn it around? You'd expect them to. Um, will the Steelers get going? Eh, maybe against a, a weaker uh, defense, maybe they maybe they will. Yep. But but the reality is disappointment sets in. You know, Daniel Jones, so disappointed. Brian mm-hmm. Dayball, so disappointed in the Giants. Um, you know, Bills. Oh my goodness! I mean, Josh Allen, they could be so disappointed yep. after after last night's debacle.
1: Injuries. There's always week one injuries. Again, Rogers, Dobbins out for the year for, so for Baltimore. It's. It's inevitable week one is going to carry lots of disappointment. Uh, so if you, if you escape the first weekend feeling encouraged, <laughs> it's, it's know nice. that know that other teams paid the discouragement tax for, for you to feel great.
0: No, no doubt about it. And so the question then becomes how will teams overcome the disappointment? How will they handle the disappointment the, the rest of the season? And so really, you know, you think about the the Jets, how they handle this Aaron Rodgers situation will be really interesting because mm-hmm. they still have a really strong roster that was no built question. around Rodgers. But how will they respond? And 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 same with 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 the, with the Bills and the Bears and all these different teams. And so mm-hmm. will they take the big picture approach and and continue to be hopeful for the rest of the year that's still ahead of them? You know, seventeen weeks to go. And so you got to say, okay, it's just one game. But but it's easy to let the emotions of of that disappointment to, to you know, derail you. And, and, and so then all of a sudden the discouragement then leads to despair. The disappointment leads to despair, and it, and it can, you know, uh, uh, what's the what's the word? Snowball. Um, so you have to be careful of that. And then you know, the other choice that they have to make, w- will they blame each other? W- mm. w- where will the blame be pointed? And then how does that sort of derail the season too? It's just one game, but but all of a sudden you start pointing fingers and it can get ugly. And then do they panic? Do teams panic and make bad decisions all of a sudden? Um, and I saw some quote today, Brian Dayball, that like, we're going to have to have some serious discussions after that that week one. So what does that look like? Um, and then the positive of this is, okay, there's some disappointment. Well, will teams make adjustments? Will they prepare different differently? And, and what will they do to kind of prepare themselves to be even more healthy and get healthy and – and and be you know even more cautious with some of their guys that did get banged up and say hey let's not put them back out there let's not risk further injury and so there's some wisdom that that factors in there um you know will players study more listen to their coaches better take practice more seriously as they look to bounce back mm-hmm. in, in in week 2 and so some positives can can come from that and and so how this relates to our own lives is many of us are facing disappointments that, that go beyond just an O and one start. And, and we look across our lives and, you know, we've got our own fumbles and interceptions and injuries that, that we're dealing with. And so maybe it's a job situation that hasn't taken off like we thought it would, or, or it's a marriage that hasn't thrived the way we expected or, or health issues have popped up out of nowhere. And, and oftentimes, you know, just, we, we look at our life and it's like, man, I'm, I'm not where I want to be. Th- things aren't where the, where we wanted them to be. I thought I was going to get off to a hot start, a great start. And, oh, man, now it's, boom, disappointment. And, and so when our grand plans come up short and, and life doesn't turn out the way that we anticipated, you know, temporarily or certain seasons of life, you know, how do we respond? And how do we handle the rest of the season mm. and, and what's ahead of us? And and so will the the disappointment that we're facing turn into despair and cause us to give up? Will it it cause us to panic and make bad decisions? Will we waste time blaming everything and everyone? Or will we overcome the disappointment? And and will we take the big picture approach and continue to be hopeful? Will will we make the adjustments and prepare differently and get healthy the the best we can and and, control what we can control type of thing? And will we acknowledge the disappointment and even maybe the mistakes that we made, own up to them, and then move forward in strength and confidence because we're looking to bounce back. Mm-hmm. And and ultimately, as followers of Jesus, we we acknowledge two things: one, we live in a broken world; we're going to face disappointment. But the second thing is, we can be encouraged. We don't have to let disappointment take us down. We don't have to be. We don't have to let disappointment take over and and drive us into despair. Because Second Corinthians. 489 says we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed but not driven to despair. We are hunted down but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down but we are not destroyed. So do we believe that? Do we cling to that? Do we live that way? And disappointment's going to happen. And we kind of say, right, I'm disappointed by that. That wasn't what I thought. Plans didn't go according to plan. Big picture. Mm -hmm. I keep going. God, I need your strength. God, I need your perspective. God, I need your peace. God, get me through. Get me through this. Help me to take the next step forward, and so we don't have to allow the disappointment to uh, to 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 bring us to bring us down completely. Which is which is encouraging.
1: Yeah, And, and there's a lot of practical things we can talk about on dealing with disappointment, but it's so important to to lay a foundation of how we respond to disappointment before. We get into, you know, tips and tricks on how to, how to navigate feeling disappointed, because disappointment is inevitable, like you've been saying. You know, fallen world, sin runs rampant, God is still sovereign, but the world is still fallen, um, <clears throat> and we're awaiting the, the glorification, resurrection, complete restoration, and uh, in, in the return of Christ. But I think two things to really remind ourselves and be encouraged with when we're feeling disappointed... That are at the foundational level, the first is disappointment is is real. Like don't don't cast it aside and condemn ourselves for feeling disappointed. Like disappointment happens to all of us, and it it causes real pain. Hmm. When people say, like, "Oh, do you realize that other people are this this happened a lot during um during COVID." So, uh, my youth pastor in college, he was really trying to affirm high school students who had their seasons taken away, who were disappointed.
0: Mm.
1: And it's like, no, that's real disappointment. Like that—that that is real pain you're experiencing. Because some people are saying, do you realize what, what's happening in other countries? You, you're you disappointed about that? It's like, no, no, that's real disappointment you're experiencing. And I not mean, mm. don't, don't rebuke yourself for that. But the point is we all experience real disappointment, and the first thing we should respond with one of the first things is we have a great high priest who sympathizes with everything we experience hebrews 4:15 jesus understands what it feels like to be rejected to be let down to be disappointed to i mean he he assumed the son of god took upon flesh and lived a human life he knows all of our troubles all of our trials what disappointments he can relate and sympathize with us so our king Understands us when we're disappointed. We can run to him freely in our pain and our hurt of disappointment, which is freeing. Mm. He, he's not, God's not sitting up there, oh, who are you to be disappointed? I'm not, a, I'm up here, I don't understand. No, no, he took on flesh, Jesus. So that's one thing. And I think the second thing is that we don't have to be absolutely crushed when we're disappointed, like you were saying earlier. Uh, I think of Psalm 3410 that says, those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. So in addition to when we're disappointed, we can run to Jesus freely because he understands us. He sympathizes with our weaknesses. On the other side of things, we know that do we really believe in the midst of disappointment that those who seek the Lord lack no good thing? That though I am disappointed that this thing has been taken away from, th- from me, I've lost this opportunity, this person has really let me down, do I really believe that I have everything in Christ? That if I am in Christ and I am a Christian, I'm a follower of Jesus, I have relationship with God, that I lack no good thing? Do I really believe that? So that it's an opportunity to really to meditate on, I have the greatest thing in God. He will never disappoint me. Mm. And it's an opportunity to, to preach that to ourselves and pray through that and meditate on that truth. And sometimes feeling disappointed, there's no other better opportunity to really remind ourselves of, I lack no good thing seeking the Lord.
0: No, well said. And, and I do think, though, that people, because you, you, you said this, I let's unpack that. You said, well, we'll never be disappointed by God. But the reality is we feel disappointed, like we feel disappointment toward God. true. When, when prayers aren't answered the way that we want them to, or that he doesn't show up in our timing, according to our plans and our expectations of Him. And, and so it, it, it is that, that, that reminder of, okay, I'm disappointed, I'm disappointed in him, but really, it's not him because he's mm-hmm. he's good and faithful in his character hasn't changed and, and his will is perfect and his plans are perfect. And so it's, it's more so taking a look at, wait, wait, why am I disappointed in, in him? No, I'm, I'm disappointed that things aren't going (laughs) how I want them to. And so Mm -hmm. we have to sort of evaluate our own kind of pride and selfishness and, and false expectations and our limited understanding. And so, you know, sometimes we, we put that disappointment on, on God, and so we can you know, acknowledge that, and that is real, and and kind of wrestle with that, and, and deal with that, um, but ultimately we, yeah. we see we see his goodness through the yep. through the disappointment that we, we thought we had toward him.
1: That's a great point. I, because
0: more practical thing, when
1: we're disappointed, great question to ask: Why does this disappoint me? Why am I disappointed? Is it because there's this godly grief on? sin? I see sin running rampant. I hate that sin is causing this pain. I hate that this is happening in the fallen world. There's, there's a there's holy a ra- disappointment. Yeah, holy, righteous anger, disappointment, and just the consequences of sin. Or am I disappointed because I've been worship, idol worship? I have idolatry. I have selfish ambition, selfish desires that have been ripped away from me. My selfish plans have been ripped away from me. Is that causing disappointment? So when we're disappointed, it's a great opportunity to self-reflect on, why am I so disappointed in this? Is this all selfish ambition? Is this all about me? My plans have been ripped away from me? Or is there some righteous disappointment that's going on here? Because two very different things Mm. and require two very different responses. But it's an important self-reflection question. Because to your point, we... Though God objectively never disappoint never disappoints us, and we can be certain of that just in the evidence of Him sending the Son to die for us, He gave everything for us, but in our sin, in our flesh, we feel disappointed by Him because we want other things than Him. Mm. We want something else than Him. We want what we want, rather mm-hmm. than God's best for us and that's a that that's a thing that we have to be aware of so when we're feeling disappointed by God it is never because God has disappointed us objectively it's because we are wanting something other than him and then that causes us to feel disappointed when we don't get it
0: mm. yeah no I think it's uh' it's a challenging thing for us because disappointment pops up all the time because we we have these yeah oftentimes selfish expectations unrealistic expectations but then also yeah life life happens and its brokenness and and it's yeah really disappointing things and so okay how do we deal with it how how do we overcome it and you know the Justin Fields and the Bears they're they're, they're disappointed they couldn't start the season off in, in a better way and and the Steelers and the vikings and and the panthers and so what will they do in response how will they you know use this disappointment to to motivate to adjust and and to push forward and will they be able to remain confident and hopeful because hmm. a lot of these teams came into the season with a lot of confidence and a lot of hope is all that gone are jets are they are they done is all that confidence and hope gone just because Aaron Rodgers is out um <laughs> to a certain extent, maybe, but, but in, in our lives as followers of Jesus, mm-hmm. that hope and confidence doesn't have to go away. Yep. Disappointment can be there. Okay, I'm disappointed by this, but I'm hopeful and confident that, that God will get me through this and that that God will answer prayers according to his will and that he's going to work all this out for good. And so we cling to all those promises and all, all of the, the hope that's that's rooted in the person of Jesus Christ. And and the confidence that we have in Him, and not the all the brokenness and the things that don't go our way at at work and even relationships are relationships aren't going to be perfect. There's mm-hmm. going to be disappointment in relationships. Kids are going to disappoint us. Friends are going to disappoint us. Spouses, all that happens. But but we remain confident and hopeful. I'm going to overcome this. I'm going to get through this disappointment. I'm not going to spin yeah. out of control. I'm not going to you know. Get, start making poor decisions and be foolish with my life. No, I'm clinging to him. Um, Yeah. And can push ahead. There's a
1: a quote I found from a Desiring God article that it sums up what you've been saying that says the Christian still has a heavenly hope that no amount of earthly disappointment can take away. Indeed, earthly disappointment can help us to redirect our hopes towards that, which is spiritual and eternal. Mm. Absolutely true. We, we, the Christian has an anchored hope that no amount of disappointment can rob. That's right. Though disappointment is real, the pain is real, it is a real felt experience, it it still doesn't rob us of that hope, that real true hope that we have mm. uh, because of what what Jesus did for us.
0: Amen. Psalm 73, 23 through 26. We can, We can declare this today yet i still belong to you you hold my right hand you guide me with your counsel leading me to a glorious destiny whom have i in heaven but you i desire you more than anything on earth my health may fail my spirit may grow weak but god remains the strength of my heart he is mine forever and so that that's what we we can hold on to and that's that's the that's the anchor as well um that that's the truth that, that we can uh, Declare and, and find our, our hope and confidence in, he's with us. He's got us. He, he's holding on to us. And so he's our strength. He's with us forever. And so disappointments will come, but they don't have to derail us, and they don't have to lead to the bitterness, the anger. And there, there may be some initially, but we don't have to remain there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he'll give us the strength to work through that and, and to get to, you know, the, the the bottom of, okay, wait, why am I, why am I so disappointed by this? Especially some of the, the earthly things that that we wanted. It's like, wait, why did I desire that that so much? Mm-hmm. Sometimes work can be that way. It's like, wait, why did I why did I put that on the pedestal so much? Um, why why did I put so much trust in other people? Was I was I depending on them for for them to come through for me? And wait, shouldn't I have been trusting God in that situation? Mm-hmm. So that's maybe why the disappointment is there. So we can evaluate that. In, in our own lives. Um, and then again, there, there are certain things going on that, man, it's just, yeah, it's really disappointing injuries and health and just devastation and, and death. And all of those things are so disappointing. It goes beyond dis- disappointment, mm-hmm. but, but again, God is with us and he loves us and he saved us. And we just have to keep going back to that. And, and we go back to his word and we go back to the character of God and, and, and it gives us hope and it gives us confidence that we can get through it. We can, we can go on. Um, and we see the big picture, man, this is all in the NFL. It's only week one. And, and for us, it's, man, this is a, this is a season of life, but but, but man, eternity is, is ahead of us. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even, even in the, the, the world that we're still in, there's still good that, 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 that will happen. And God will use certain things. And Oh man how is he going to grow me through the situation and how is he going to redeem and restore and all that's still possible. All that's still uh, ahead of me. Um, So I'm not going to remain in this disappointment today. Mm -hmm. Um, So I hope that that's encouraging uh, for everyone listening today. Trust me, I got my own disappointments I'm I'm wrestling with today. Um, I'm sure you do too. Uh, Yes. As a Panthers fan, I got my disappointment there, but I I got stuff at, at work and family. And it's like, man, I'm disappointed in that. I'm disappointed in myself sometimes. Um, but, 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 but let's, let, let, let's fix our eyes on Jesus and, and, and look at the, the big picture and all right, all right, Lord, help me take that next step. How can I adjust? What changes need to be made? And, and, and you, know, you talk about the players, they gotta, they gotta listen to their coach a little bit more this week, right? They, they gotta watch a little bit more game film. And so for us, we, we gotta study scripture. Let's get into God's word. We're disappointed. Let's get into God's word, right? Let's listen. Let's, let's tune, tune our ears to what he has to say for it. To us, what he has for us. Um, so these these players that, that that got blown out over the weekend, the Seahawks. You better go listen to, to Pete Carroll this week. And so for us, some of the disappointment that we're facing. What does God have to say about it? Let, let's get into His Word. Let's go to Him in prayer. Let's fellowship and enjoy Him today. Um, so that's that's the encouragement for for us all. So thanks so much for listening. Uh, be sure to also check out the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast for more football talk. Uh, this week's topic is on patience, so it kind of goes along with this as well. Um, so, so be sure to subscribe to that. Um, also, you can, uh, you can find out more information on fantasyfootballfellowship.com. For Luke, I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast.